welcome to the School of Laughs podcast, brought to you by SchoolofLaughs.com. Whether you're an aspiring comedian, a part-time pro, or a speaker who wants to become funnier, this is the podcast for you. We'll break down tools, tips, and techniques to help you get bigger, better, and more bookable. And now, here's the show. Welcome to the School of Laughs podcast. This is Rick Roberts. Today, we have an interview with comedian John Christ. John is a clean comedian who just released his brand new DVD, I've Got Questions. We'll talk to John about that. And if you like the interview and you want to find out more about him, you can check him out at johnchristcomedy.com. That's J-O-H-N-C-R-I-S-T comedy.com. Also, I wanted to let you know about the Insider Tip Sheet. The tip sheet has recaps of the podcast and blogs that you may have missed, as well as links to at least a dozen articles, interviews, YouTube clips that I find online that are of value to you as a new or aspiring stand-up comedian. Uh, A lot of times these are news stories that don't make the national news, but they're very interesting to me, so I think they'd be interesting to you as well. So if you want to get on that list, make sure you send us an email to schooloflaughs at gmail.com, and in the subject line, put insider tip sheet and if you don't mind in the body of the email just let me know where you are how long you've been performing and anything else you think that might be of interest any questions you might have for the podcast once again at school of laughs at gmail.com all right now on with the show so let me ask you this because i really don't know you that much yeah grew up in atlanta let's just pretend we know each other for the fans let's pretend like we're riding on the bus and i've never met you yeah there you go what bus where are we going? Uh, somewhere for about 30 minutes only. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's here? We're in Amarillo? Yeah. Off. Yeah. Okay. And maybe right, it stops at a barbecue yeah. joint. Right. Yeah, there you go. Grew up in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, I lived in Denver. In uh, I started June 23rd of 2006. In Denver? No, no, no. 2009 is the first time I ever did stand-up at the Laughing Skull Lounge in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, so you did start in Atlanta. Yep. And you were homeschooled? Is homeschooled. That yeah. See, so you know about me, dude. I wonder how many... There's going to be more and more, I'm sure. But how many homeschool comics are out there now? Have you bumped into a couple? Um, Yeah, a couple. A lot of them. They're mostly Christian. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know what the connection is between Christian and homeschooling. Less shootings in your own house than having public schools. Well, by ratio. I mean, we did have one, but by I mean, you know what I'm saying. Most important thing you need to know about me, you guys. I was homeschooled. Yes. Yeah. Hey, listen, a lot of people make fun of homeschool. A lot of people make fun of homeschool. I don't, okay? To me, it was like the goodest thing that ever happened to me. Okay? I was real sheltered growing up. I didn't realize how sheltered I was until last time I went home. I was actually looking through a photo album. I saw a picture of me and my brother in the bathtub together. You guys, I was 17. <laughs> Sorry. I'm a little close for that. I feel like my parents, I just realized that my parents kind of like changed the Bible stories to fit their parenting strategy. Any parents do that? I always thought you'd get leprosy from not wearing sunblock at the pool. I was like, that doesn't seem right. <laughs> my parents never had a sip of alcohol in their entire lives, never drank in their entire lives. My favorite Bible story was when Jesus turned all that water into sweet tea. That was great. Yeah, it's, it's a miracle. <laughs> Here's my parents' rule in the house growing up. They said, no movies that aren't realistic. So we couldn't watch, like, Terminator or Die Hard because they said, those movies aren't realistic. I was like, Dad, this rule doesn't make any sense. You just made us watch a movie where Bible characters are being played by vegetables. I mean, we did have one, but by, I mean, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I, uh, homeschool is, is, it would be a, 
if you want, let's say you, first of all, let's be, let's, I don't know, comics all talk like they're normal and they're like socially adapted. We're not. Like we, something went awry. Would right. you say that you want to get up in front of a group of, the biggest show I ever did was 9,000. You're telling me you're going to walk out there in front of those 9,000 people and make them laugh for 30 minutes. It's a little crazy. What? Are you out of your mind, dude? Yeah. And uh, John Acuff is a good buddy of mine. Lives here in Nashville. He's a speaker, a public speaker. Yeah. He's like, I want to try stand-up. I was talking to him yesterday. I was like, dude, bungee jumping, skydiving. Like, there's no bigger rush than doing stand-up comedy. Right. For the first time. I mean, you know, I mean, maybe heroin, but that's sec- – I mean, to me, but that's a joke. Some but, comics both yeah. same night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never see him again. <laughs> Right. Dude, the lowest point of my comedy career, this happened to me this year. I was in, you know, uh, Mike Goodwin? Yeah. The uh, other Christian comic. We were down at the Comedy Zone in uh, Fort, where were we? Columbus, Georgia. Two shows at like a bar. Did the first one, did well. There was a guy that was so drunk that he they couldn't move him to clear out the room, so they just left him. Mm. He was in a back booth, and he stayed for the second show. Oh, no. And he did <laughs> And all the uh, and I was I was like all he could do he couldn't like get muster up the energy to laugh so he just did thumbs up thumbs down oh no. the whole show <laughs> I wish the whole crowd would do that but <laughs> it would be nicer great. dude you we, just, can, we can do it during the podcast yeah you just like take a uh, <laughs> you could just like uh, somebody could watch and tally them up you're like you got a seventy eight percent on that one I always say it like this there's comics that you, you look at him you go that dude's funny yeah and then there's comics you're like I want to hug that dude after the show yeah well, yeah yep uh, first time I saw the hug thing. Ricky Gutierrez. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I never saw so many people hug a comic yeah. on the way him. out. Like they, because wow. he, he was totally authentic, didn't yeah. hold back, talked about stuff you wouldn't expect to hear on a comedy yeah. stage, yep. but did it in a funny way. So people identify with that dude. And then it kind of it was on my radar. I'm like, yep. I'm kind of watching as people exit these different shows. Just, who are just, they hugging? Who are they high fiving? Yeah. Why, and, why, and why? Yeah. Now, why, I, I'm, who are you? Like, because as a comic, it's kind of to be in the industry yourself, it's hard to be. Like a fan mm-hmm. of other, com- but I started before I was a comedian. I was a fan of all these guys, and now I got to meet them and like be cool with them and try to act like I'm on the same level. But there's a comic named Sebastian Maniscalco. You yeah, know, yeah, I'm, he opens for Dice. Well, he's Used the he's, yeah, he's the king now. Uh-huh. He's like, and I'm like, I'm legit. I don't know him. I'm like a legitimately like a fan of mm-hmm. it. Like I would, I would like see things that remind me of his bits and like tweet at him. And it's, it's probably super unprofessional, but like you can't take away someone's ability to you still have that feeling about Tom Petty. I still have that feeling about other comedians. Right. I'm like, I want to, I want to meet, I want to like, I'm like stalking this guy's Twitter right now. And I'm supposed to be like a, on the same level, not on the same level, but like, you're in the same ball game. Like when I'm in the green room and like Dave Chappelle's in there, I can't be like, Oh my God, can I get a photo? Right. But that guy's my idol. I just gotta be like, what's up dude? What's your intro? Or like, right. Try to be cool. I know. <laughs> That's the worst. Cause you want to be like, it's bad because I tell you one thing. As long as I've done this, there's a lot of guys that I wish I would have got a picture with. A lot of comics, and yeah. uh, I mean, I, I probably have performed with everybody that's been ever on Saturday Night Live that does stand up. Yeah, yeah. It'd be cool just to have like all of those. Yeah, in there's, here. there's yeah. twenty of these people, yeah. you know. And I just always try to play it cool, like ah. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, let's talk about DVD for a second. Yeah. I know you just you just recorded one. Just recorded one. Well, August thirty first. Yeah. Tell me about where it was, how you picked the venue, and okay. how you felt. Well, about I'm it. a um, yeah. I'm a, uh, it's an interesting dichotomy for me, and you probably deal with a lot of the same thing. Like, I'm a, I started in the comedy clubs, right? So somebody was like, 
Well, actually, that's not true. I started in my church being funny as like in front of people. Mm-hmm. I was like doing the announcements, making these like announcement like videos. Like high school, junior high? Or? No, after college. Okay. And then somebody was like, you should do it like formally. So I went to a comedy club and that's June 23rd of 2009 is when I consider I started. And that was laughing school. Yeah. And it was terrible. I said, uh, my first joke was, um, I saw a guy walking out of Sam's Club with a pallet of rice and four cases of D batteries. What does he know? <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> and that was it. Yeah, that was there it. Was yeah. No, no, there was no nothing. No, what do you mean there was no? I don't know anything about comedy. When you were getting your material ready, were you thinking? Were you were you weighing it between recording in a club, recording in yeah, a church? Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, well, no one, like no one's. I was my, the primary market to sell it would be at churches after shows. Mm-hmm. But I knew that if I did a show in a church. The mainstream is not going to buy that or pick that up. Or if I do Zanies, I'm like, hey, my DVD live at First Baptist is available back right. there. Like, ah, okay, we're good. And I, so I decided on uh, a comedy club in Salt Lake City, which is, is a clean comedy mm-hmm. club, which I've been to many times, Wise Guys, in uh, Ogden, Utah. And uh, anyway, so I was like, well, I could do like... You could do a few of those I could jokes. do a couple jokes into like... Like, I have a joke about just because you name your kid a Bible name doesn't mean he's going to be a good kid. And then I say, this would be a perfect example of a joke. I say, uh, after a show the other day, a couple came up to me, and they're like, here's our two sons, Judas and Goliath. (laughs) And the joke is, if you don't get that joke, you better just laugh along because the real Christians in here are judging you. And everybody laughs at that because everybody gets the idea that Christians are kind of judgmental. Sure. Yeah. So Christian or not. Because you usually gets a mixed response because everybody doesn't know that those aren't the good characters. Right. 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 So you name your kids like Caleb, Joshua, Michael, Mark, Matthew. These are the good characters. Right. You don't name a kid Pontius Pilate. Right. 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 He's the bad character. Right. But so I say some people aren't reading the Bible anymore. They're just naming their kids Bible names. They're just flipping through or picking a character. Yeah. I see so, a lot of that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of like, uh, like Abner. I'm pretty sure he hung his wife by her hair and chopped her head off or something like that. No, I don't know. <laughs> I would not name my kid that. Just out of fear that they would, yeah. they would live it out. <laughs> Let's well, talk about for the people that haven't seen the video. Comedy. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically, you're an inside guy for Christian Mingle, checking yeah. up people's profiles <laughs> to make sure the, the legit. It's, so you yeah. you drive to a guy's house and a girl's house, yep. which was a great idea to have both sides both, of it. Yeah. And you, you're running through a checklist of, right. are you really a Christian yeah. or not? Right. And <laughs> even, I think, for the casual outsider who's not a Christian, enough of the terms and questions resonated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. definitely for people that go to church a lot, the, you know, like, everybody that's ever gone to church has gone to at least two churches. Yeah, yeah. Because, you've been you know, to a church you, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the old joke of like a— Right. No, forget the old joke. But, <laughs> but there's always been more than one—nobody just goes to one church their entire life. Very right. rarely. Yep, right, true. Yep. So— why is that? Because there's things that people like and don't like about the culture of church, each church yep. and what have you. So in your video, which is what, about three, four minutes long? Three, three and a half minutes, yeah. So John checks in with these different people, and it's, and it's funny it's throughout. It's called the Christian Mingle Inspector. I go to people. Yeah. The, the premise is there's been people not acting very Christian on Christian Mingle dates. Right. So new company policy. Whenever anyone registers, somebody's got to go over to their house, look around, ask them some questions just to make sure they're Christian. Yeah. Well, you need to check on Brian Bates. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. He's got a great joke about it. He, he, can't, he can't tithe as much as he want to because he still has to pay his $29 a month to Christian Mingle. <laughs> He's yeah. just tithing in a different Perfect. way. Yeah. You can deduct it. Yeah. Yeah. 
So you post that video, and yep. it, it, was, it was shot well. Yep. Uh, nothing fancy, high-quality um, camera, but, you know, yep. straight-ahead shots. Three and a half minutes or so. Uh, when you first put it out, I'm, I didn't even check to see if you put it on YouTube as well. or, mm -hmm. But that one on Facebook was a direct-to-Facebook post. Yep. Yep. Which, if you're listening at all and, you, and you're not aware of what's going on with Facebook do and that. video. Do that. Yeah. Any native Facebook video that you post, like you're not linking to your YouTube thing, they're going to promote it like crazy because yep. they want video to blow up on yep. there. Yeah. And so that was smart. And you also had your YouTube version for the people that go to your YouTube it's channel. It's easier to share your grandmother through email. It's hard to share Facebook outside of the right. inside Facebook. And I did a lot of research on that. I think the, I did... Um, Christian Girl Instagram, I posted two, a year ago, I was like 600,000, under 100%, that was before Facebook was doing video. Then I saw, I keep seeing these, scroll through your Facebook, you're like, 97 million views? Where like, you see the view counts in some of these videos, and you're like, good Lord. And then I've done a bunch of research, Facebook first, mm -hmm. it's the last, the, the last video I did about pyramid schemes, I did both, and then this one, I did both too, but I didn't. Pr I just went pretty much straight Facebook and my Facebook fan page, and then it just kind of went from there. So. Yeah, I, I checked this morning, and we're recording this before Thanksgiving, so by the time you hear this, it'll be higher. But 1.3 million views, yeah, and 21,000 shares. Now that that's a lot that had to blow shares, your mind. Man. Yeah, it's a lot of shares. So I was like scrolling through the comments, and there were some comments here and there, but mostly it was just tagging people it was tagging yep. eight friends or tagging yep. four friends and that's all it is pretty much yeah which is yep. interesting and i mean that much share gives the video more push through facebook because they're seeing like that somebody yeah so like well i've seen a million funny things on facebook or on the internet what when i first saw this video and i'm homeschooled i saw this video called uh a homeschool family yeah like the adams family but and, homeschool and, family. yeah that video for whatever reason, and if we knew how to do it, we would all do it. But I said, oh, my gosh, I got to email this to mm -hmm. this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, my mom, my aunt, my cousin, my neighbor. Why? What's the difference? But just what we were talking about earlier, a comic that you thought was funny and the comic you want to hug. Yeah, the comic just gave voice to your experience. In a yeah, he way. actualized you. Right. And not just he made a funny joke about whatever. Right. He's like he came Somehow it connected to you. Right. And I've made videos for forever that didn't... Connect with anybody. Everybody's like, this is funny, but... Yeah, it's visually what's funny next? is whatever, but... Yeah, what's next? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, homeschool family was also great because not only are there tons of homeschoolers, right? Yep. But it was poking fun at him, even yeah. though he homeschools his kids. In a way that was like... Yeah, we yeah. never go to Hooters. You we know, we are, make our own computers. <laughs> we make our computers. <laughs> All our, that stuff. I mean, there's, our there's, six year old's a lawyer or whatever. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we love to read Tom Sawyer. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, you know, he could probably do 20 versions of that song and Brilliant. keep yeah. filling in the blanks with different things. And that's what your Christian right. Mingle video did. I think. So it was connected because, like, there was one of the jokes in there that um, everybody loved. It was I'm going around looking at this girl's house. You know, I'm looking at the Christian books. I like the books. Mm hmm. Everything looks good. And there's these two Catholic candles with the like Virgin Marys on right. one of them. And I go, these candles are a little too Catholic-y for me. Which, why does that connect with people? Because, like, be so connected to yourself. Right. That when people see that, they're like, yep, that's real. That's a real. When Tim Hawkins makes that video, he's not like, he doesn't have these, like, corporations in L.A. Like, hey, make a funny video. Right? Yeah. He's like. This is me. This is me. Yeah, this exactly is me. 
you're doing jokes that are you. Right. If you're doing huggable, that's a good way to say it. The hug jokes. Yeah. Versus like the jokes per minute jokes. The video I made about pyramid schemes, I can't stand when people on Facebook, hey, come to my basement tomorrow night. I don't want to talk about your finances or it just drives me insane. Yeah. And so I make this joke about pyramid schemes and how I'm going to help you do better at yours. And I'm like, and now I get the things, I get the notifications and I just laugh now because I've, I don't know, exercised that yeah, frustration or something like that. I'm like, ah, cool. Yeah. yeah. You've spoken to it now. It doesn't have a, yeah. a voice to get back at you. Christian Mingle thing shared so well because it did aid in people with their struggles about Christians being judgmental. It helped. Right. It helped that, and I think it helped maybe people who weren't aware of how so, yeah. um, caricaturistic some of the things that yeah. we do are to so, recognize. Yeah. Them. So Louis Anderson's joke about fat people helps fat people. Right. That's why they cry when they meet him. He's helped them with life. So yeah, you just got to decide. And the funny thing about the um, the crazy thing is that I realized through this video is some of my previous work that has been criticized. And I'm like. I'm like, oh, maybe the, I think they were right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's the, like, you were like, oh, they just want to hate on creativity. They want to hate on art or, like, a, a, a getting a, a negative response from that Ferguson joke. I didn't tell it because sometimes it gets a negative response. Maybe they're right. Yeah. Or, right? Well, here's a, yeah, that or I think it's the comedian's job to be extremely clear so they don't get confused. Right, and if if they, I failed. Yeah, if, if, they, if they're yeah, consistently yeah, yeah. getting yep. mixed reaction, right. it's just because you it's haven't. My, it's my fault, not theirs. Yeah, yeah, and it, it can show up in. I just remember one time. I don't get too many complaints about pushing the envelope. You yeah. know, my things. I'm trying to. Be, <laughs> I don't really either, but yeah. Just, yeah. But this one lady. Well, this one. Sh- there's two instances. I'll just go with one instance. I was doing a show, and I've got a joke about being at the Cracker Barrel during a tornado. Okay. And so, one night, I usually say, it's, "This is going to go racist, or where's this?" No, going? no, it's okay, going to be yeah. the people jumping conclusion. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, usually, I say, "Can you pick a more unsafe place to be during a twister?" Right. That's the correct way to do it. That's the clear way. Okay. One night, I say, "Could you pick a, a worse restaurant to be at?" Yeah. Okay, it's two different sentences. Yep. And when I said, can you pick a more, um, you know, a worse place to be at, rest, worse restaurant, people yep. started booing me. Like, so, yeah, because that's a great, we love. I love going to Cracker Bro. But that's not what you were saying. I messed up. You messed it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had to look at him like, oh, you know, and I almost got mad. I'm like. People love Cracker Bro. Listen to the rest of the joke. Yeah. Just but chill I didn't hear what I was saying. Right, yeah. And that one, that just that one time, I'm like, you know what? It, the words are very important in that joke. So unsafe right. has to be in there. It's undeniably yeah. true. 100% true. Unsafe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Worst restaurant to be at? Yeah. No. It's, there's worse restaurants to be there's at. There's worse restaurants you know to be mean? at. Yeah. So little things like that. People, so, so, so. Comic's job is to be clear. And, and uh, the crowd was right. You were wrong. They were totally right. Yeah, and you were wrong. Yeah, yeah. so that, so. The crowd will tell you. The crowd will let you know how far they're willing yeah, to go with you. Yeah, they'll tell you. Yeah. And sometimes it's unfortunate they're not as, they're not as willing to go. But you know what? Write yep. those jokes. Sell them to somebody else. Or give them somebody more, else. No, they're only like um, find a different venue. Every joke I've had is I, I like a lot of comics that will go up in front of me and don't do well. They were like, "Man, I told that uh, I told that uh, my wife cooking dinner." burnt dinner joke last night and it killed but it didn't do well tonight was it's not a bad joke it was a bad choice you made a bad choice putting that joke in that show yeah or in that part of your show yeah so as a host 
as a feature, as doing a church, a club, East Coast, West Coast, North, South, a casino, which is older, a youth group, which is younger. I bet every joke as terrible as it is has an audience somewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, that's a terrible joke. But I bet some... A well-crafted joke will have a, an every, audience somewhere. If it's, a, if it's within the... Yeah, you, like a, If it works as a joke, then there's it, an audience for yeah. it. Like you talked about in uh, you talked about in Nate's podcast. You're like, well, there's there's certain things, strategies that mm-hmm. can you can actually build a joke. You can... This is what it takes to make a joke. Funny. Right. It needs X amount of structure. Yeah, a certain amount. So you're like, well, that's funny somewhere. I think the worst thing is when you walk off of a stage and you're like, you know what? I could have done the other version. Like, Well, you didn't have the guts to do it. Well, you well, didn't you have the have. guts or you didn't know the crowd well enough or you yeah. didn't trust your – you got – you know, at a certain point when you, you've been doing comedy for a while, you've just got to trust that what you're doing is the right thing. And just – And give yourself yeah. the green light on some yeah. stuff. And and if it didn't work for that night, it doesn't mean you throw it out forever. Right. But you learn to get the temperature of the right. crowd better before you launch into some of that well, stuff. Well, that's the whole – I think for to be a stand-up comedian, and there's probably a lot of comics listening to this podcast, like you have to be wildly, you have to live in a fantasy world to to think you're going to go in front of ten thousand people and crush. You have to be a hundred percent disconnected with reality to have a mindset like that. You got to be insane, a little. I wouldn't say insane, but like you have to put something that's not wired right in your brain that you, you put think reality you're, on hold in a yeah. way. Like you're going to bungee jump. Why? Why would you do that? I don't know. I don't, uh, why would you? I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's one thing I never thought. If, if, if the biggest fear of people is public speaking, this is that times ten. Right. Because it's not just delivering an idea; it's delivering an idea and getting feedback. And if you are sucking, everyone knows. And they paid money to get in, whereas typically yeah. with the speaker they were forced to go see the. If you if you don't do a good sermon, it doesn't connect. I don't know how you measure the success of a sermon. I guess by altar call. I don't know. Is it by people nodding their heads? Is it by people going, "Mm, amen? Is it by people tweeting you after a great sermon? I don't know. Whatever it is, if it doesn't go well, most people don't even know it's not going well. Right. Compared to what he, the pastor, I usually crush. This is the 9 o'clock service. I didn't feel that prepared. Yeah. But everyone's been to a comedy show that bombed. Yeah. And they know what that feeling is like. I wonder if pastors sometimes get together and go, you know why I quit ministry? Third show Sunday. <laughs> it's a late show, set, late you know show I mean? Friday. Like there's just yeah. one that's just that's too many. Too, I can't do if it. If these people yeah. can't get up for the 9 or the 10, right. why am I doing a thing for them at noon when they're hungry? And it's, it's not, yeah, the game starts you in 20 wonder. minutes. So you have to be wildly disconnected with your reality. Yet extremely 100% in tune. connected yeah. and self-aware. But So you have to be 100%. And if you, you can't th- walk out of your show and take – Five things that you've learned and try to make better, then you're a failure. That's true. 100%. Even on your best show. Even on your best yeah. show. I got to fix this. I record every show in my pocket on my cell phone. I got to fix this. I got. I listen to everyone. I got to fix this. I got to change this. It didn't make even. I got to put the mic back on the stand at this point. Mm-hmm. I got to leave it on the. I got to use a hand gesture here. I got to be more confused. Look on my face. I got to switch that punchline to here. Yeah, take a deep breath here, pause more there. If you just go out, crush with jokes that you know crush. Oh, you're spinning your wheels to me. Pointless. Yeah. Unless you're just having, you're being really insecure and you just need to feel good, which yeah. I do that sometimes. Yeah. Or if you're just horribly <laughs> sick, and that's the only way you can get through is just to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's those, those no, that's a whole other podcast. We can talk about how when you're sick, you hit the stage and for an hour, yeah, yeah, yeah. you feel great. It's just you those endorphins great, and things. Yeah, or like I sometimes do the hits, like when a girl is there that I like. 
Is that the way? Do you yeah. raise hit so you? I just do you don't the look hits. Like a, <laughs> yeah, because I don't. <laughs> That's you do that? Uh, no girls come to see yeah, my yeah, shows. Well, let's say let's if my say, son yeah. comes to see a show, you do the good. You want to do well, right? You know what's funny is I I, I do a, a thing once once That's a month. Hilarious. On Tuesdays, they have this thing here for um, it's called the Hope Lodge Cancer Patients. Mm-hmm. They cater in a dinner for them, and the comics get together and we do okay. five to seven minutes. Perfect. And so it's early enough. My son thanks for inviting me to be on that show. By the way, it's cool. First Tuesday yeah. of the month. I'll do that. Do you want to stick around? So anyhow, yeah. I brought my son to that, and uh, so in my mind, I was like, do I want my son to see me do a great job, yeah. or am I going to try out the seven minutes of material that I was going to try out? And then out? you got to go after him, hey, I was working on new stuff. you got to have that whole conversation. So what I did is I gave him my set list and, okay. and had him make up to four check marks, whether Ooh. it worked or not. I like that. He loved it. Like he, I got back, and I, I kind of knew. You know, he was excited about it, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, you wanted to, yeah. And then one he put, he like... You seem to like the joke more than the audience. <laughs> <laughs> you laughed more than they Somebody did. said, I've heard that somebody say that in their show, hey, all these aren't for you. I got one or two in here that are just for me. Yeah, we all got those, those one or two. I think yours is the Ferguson one. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And mine's the Cracker Barrel. So far, but okay, well, uh, I took that I took that joke out of my special. Heads up. I took the Ferguson joke out of my special. Just And we went over that. A million times, and there I took a lot of. And it was like, well, it's not free speech. You took away the joke, and the joke crushed at the club that I, that I did it at. Killed. And so you I, did it live and took it out of the recording. Yeah, I did it live and it crushed. And I was just like, and I there's it, I I did an hour and five minutes, and the and the DVD is probably fifty. So I took fifteen minutes out. And how do you decide what to take? Some of it stuff didn't work. Mm-hmm. Some of it, I was like. Yeah, I don't know. I was like, I eat. Mm, not that I. Not that I. I used to, honestly, I guess I may have caved a little bit. Not caved, but like, I'm gonna sell that DVD in churches. So like, families are gonna buy it, right? So you were judging if that'd be a, a, a particular good joke for a family. Experience. Yeah, so it was like a good joke in that club. But if someone, let's say for example, sees me at a church, goes and buys my DVD. Sees that. Now it's not a dirty joke. Right. It's not, but it's just it would be. It'd be one that would stand out. They'd be like, you know, that special is good, but that one joke, like it's, it would be like it's why? inconsistent. Yeah, it would why? Versus like you wouldn't if you saw my show last night or Thursday, which you did, you wouldn't be like that doesn't. F-. Right. 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 And that's maybe the battle that I have with being like a Christian and then being a comic, and then you go back and forth to these clubs. Like what? Obviously, I would never. I don't have any, you know, sex jokes or any swearing in my act, but where? And where do you draw the line? Well, because you, I think the takeaway overall today is you got to do what's authentic to you. To you. But there's jokes that I have. Um, trying to think of what a joke that would be like across the line for somebody, that another comic that would be like, yeah, you, I mean, you can do it, but I wouldn't. I'll close on this, but uh, people have been critical of of me and um, my behavior in a lot of ways, in some ways on stage, some ways off. I was talking to my therapist, and then I just opens this all up. I don't have a therapist. I'm just making this up. Just kidding, I do. Uh, and he was like, you know what? You, one day you're going to thank these people. They're noticing. Yeah. But you didn't notice till yep. he helped. And they're calling them. out things in their, in your life that you didn't see mm-hmm. or you didn't, and you as much as you hate that they did and i don't want to give voice to the haters because now they're gonna right because a lot of it is misguided and wrong but some of it some of it is 
doesn't resonate because you you can't you can't borrow yep. an older perspective. No, you can't. I mean, that's one thing. As I know. get older, I'm like, oh man, why was I doing that? That's stupid. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, self destructive behavior and all these yeah. different things. What if what if we? Should, this is our takeaway for all the comics that are listening to this. Your next show, the jokes that didn't hit, maybe for once, for once, consider that the audience was right. Sure. Because we would never, we come off stage, oh, it's because it's a late show, mm-hmm. oh, because, the, well, the venue's Small not crowd. venue's not set up right, oh, that one heckler. Comic went long before me. I, yeah, whatever the excuse is, I, well, I was sick today, well, I got in late, I think my computer sh- shut down, so I didn't get to look at my set list. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's no excuse. Maybe they didn't laugh. Joke wasn't funny. Maybe the joke wasn't funny. Maybe they groaned because it wasn't clearly written. Yep. Maybe they argued because it wasn't a, a concise premise. And they were confused. Yeah. So listen, li- yeah. listen to the CCA, crowd. They were like, how do, I, how do I get an agent? How do I go on tour with so-and-so? How do I get, how to get my YouTube videos out? Make. The priority. Make. No one. How come. How do I get my booking fee up to 5000 how do I tour nationally? Not one person asks the question, how do I write a better joke? Right. Not one. And if you write undeniably funny, hilarious comedy, you have no problem getting With all the rest every day. Right. Good stuff. Okay, that's a good place to end. We should Did end you right get there. through all your nerds? No, I got a couple more. Thanks, buddies. Take care. Thanks for listening to the School of Laughs podcast. If you'd like to hear more School of Last podcasts, you can find them on iTunes and Stitcher.com. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. For information on upcoming live and online classes, visit SchoolofLaughs.com. Until next time, stay tuned, stay focused, and stay funny.